Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This is A New World Order and I am Zane C. Weber, Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, here with my friends from across the seas, one whose nation can only go up from here and (laughs) the other whose nation's already kind of still pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sure. Really, (laughs) I'll take the second one. Um, I am your number one contender and your man with the automatic rematch clause, Sebastian of the United States of World America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I meant <laughs> I think it's I fine. think we finally found at, at nearing the end of our second season what Sebastian's thing is because mine, of course, is socialism. Andy's, of course, is libertarianism. And Sev's is just spin. <laughs> just spin. <laughs> just spin. Just gimmicks. Just the new thing to get people on board and talking about him. <laughs> a happy populace is a quiet populace. <laughs> or a quiet populace is happy. I don't know. Either way, I've got them sorted. And I'm, of course, Andrew Shostler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And if you're joining us for the first time, we each run a virtual nation on a nation simulator, nationstates.net. You can go on there and you can look at the stats of each of our nations. Indeed. Each week we bring to the table an issue that is plaguing our nation, which we have to try and solve while staying true to our own political leanings. And every five episodes... For the last 47 episodes. It's high now. (laughs) We have been plagued by a global catastrophe, uh, including zombies, including time travelers, including pandemics. Uh, But no plagues, oddly. I just realized we didn't put plague in the... Well, that's what a pandemic is. Like of locusts or oh. Oh, we had a plague of time travelers actually. And, and, we, the right and one? we had a rapture. <laughs> we had a rapture where half the population um, just disappeared. A rapture's almost the opposite of a plague. Because instead of being inundated with things you don't want, <laughs> you just lost shit. That's different. Isn't isn't like a, a, a rash of murders one of the ten plagues of Egypt? Like oh. they went and killed all the firstborn sons. Yeah, but that, the firstborn sons is not f- half the population. That's that's minor leagues. It's one hundred percent of the population of firstborn sons, <laughs> but not of the. If you parts. can, if you consider the uh, the uh, fatality rates for uh, first time mothers, it could very well be close to half the population. 
Could be. Women didn't do so well in the past. In a a lot of men didn't do too well either. To well, be yeah, the life expectancy was 22. What are you blaming me for? <laughs> All right. Okay. So this, this last, our final uh, catastrophe of this season is first contact. Which may not seem like much of a catastrophe, but it does unlock a lot of potential trouble. Also, people are notoriously racist. So the idea of actual <laughs> aliens, oh, they are living. And, oh, yeah. and also reactionary. So the fact that there is aliens might cause a bit of an uproar in your nation and in other nations and in the interaction between the nations, which the Australia has definitely found out. As <laughs> an Australian citizen myself, I like to think that we are cultured and balanced people. But I'm telling you, if the government came out tomorrow and said we have aliens have made contact with us and they're just in the sky and you can't see them, oh boy, riot city, right? Really? You oh, I believe that? I don't think Australia would do that. I do. I think there's enough people from like the Logan region alone in, in, in Queensland. They'll care even less. If they can't see it, they don't care. But the fact that they can't see it means they won't. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like a lack of object permanence. They're like, it can't exist because I can't <laughs> see it. But if it does, I need to steal my also, neighbor's toaster. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So speaking of political strife, Zane Australia has an issue. Finally. Last week, our own diplomats were behaving badly. Very naughty, shady. naughty. And getting into fights with other diplomats and almost <laughs> killing at least one of them. So obviously there's a little bit of political tension in the region and my issue is called murder most deniable. Oh my goodness. The popular radio host Alexandra Lucan, Marsh Noir immigrant and vocal critic of the country she fled, was found sprawled across the sundial of a Zane Australia city park at noon, dead as a South Zane Australian dodo. Wayland Smithers. Mm-hmm. Wayland Smithers. Advisors have gathered in the shadowy recesses of my office, wondering what to tell the Pacific's waiting press. She tripped. <laughs> she never came here. She tripped somewhere else. Who are you? Get out of my office. It was the Marsh Noir did this. Who? Grunts Bob Black, Marsh Noir, the country she's from. I have Marsh Noir one of my issues today. Yeah, there. That's a combination. It's almost as Victoria. if we exist in the same. I've never world. had them before. This is the first time I've had them, and they're just the same. We, you're bringing them up. This is awesome. Well, I've, I've had a few issues with Marsh Noir. See, they, I read them and I was like, "Oh, that's a new one. That's not Big Topia. <laughs> what's this? Max Topia? You mean? What, what's what's the big one? It was Big Topia as well, isn't it? Yep. Isn't Big Topia a former name for World America? <laughs> no, it was Seb America. <laughs> we don't talk about them before times. <laughs> My implacable minister for of international relations wearing a hole in my carpet as he paces in his army surplus boots. Miss Lucan was a respected resident of our country and they killed her. Well, I say we show those Marsh Noirian mouth breathers that they can't treat our household names this way. I say we hit them with trade embargoes. Kill any deal with Marsh Noir. Zane Australia doesn't want any pretty wooden knickknacks, lobster, and truffles from murderers anyway. Sounds like he's just using the murder as an excuse for more murder. <laughs> and it's weird that a minister for international relations is for trade embargoes. Which makes me suspect that he's just looking for an excuse to implement something he already had in the works. Yeah. Can I posit to you that he is in fact the murderer? 
<laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, uh, the murder is going to be investigated anyway. As no, per I reckon usual, just call it here. It's hopefully. Um, so I have four. There are four options here. Okay. Option number two. Let's not be excessive. Chuckles Cho Haggard, Minister of Cover-Ups and International Trade, <laughs> who coincidentally part owns an, an authentic Marshnoirian restaurant. Leader, for the sake of trade, you must ignore this little protocol slippage. Take away Marsh Noir mountain truffles shaved over Marsh Bay lobster linguine and served in a hand-carved hickory bowl, and the People's Republic will riot. Perhaps it was an accident after all. Yeah. Miss Lucan slipped on an abandoned banana skin, fell back and landed on the knife in her own pocket. (laughs) Trying to stand, she alas fell on her knife a further 41 times. She's as simple as that. Fantastic. This is exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) This is beautiful. That's the answer. That's the one. She jams a truffle. I've eaten everything else. So I think, like, she's asking me to cover it up. In in her defense, what's the job title you gave her? Minister of Cover-Ups. Not not me. There's a national council. (laughs) And it's weird that I have a minister for international relations and a minister for cover-ups and international trade. Well, here's here's a question because it kind of of fits in. When when a murder is committed, can – can there be multiple crimes associated with like, like can it be a murder as well as a hate crime, as well as political intrigue, as well as sabotage, or, or is it only ever just the murder? Should it only ever I think, just I be the I thought it was always the most extreme in that case, the one with the highest punishment they would go with. Right. Because if I committed manslaughter while murdering someone else, like I try, I deliberately run my car into one person and inadvertently hit the other person, I mean, to be fair, I think they charged me for both. Well, no, yeah, you, but you, you I, can be charged, that's right. But I think if they were going to just do one, they'd pick the No, what I'm, what I'm saying is that this murder, right, it happened, she was, she, you know, the murder's going to be investigated. It's not yeah, yeah. certain yet how she died, but it's suspected murder and that's going to be investigated. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure the 42 stab wounds had something <laughs> to do with how she died. No, 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 but she was is, just trying to find the meaning of life <laughs> with a knife. But just, is the fact that she was critical of another country and a political activist, does that make this a bigger crime or is it still just a murder? I'm I, th- I think, think if it's a foreign national committing the crime, that changes the nature of it. Really? It, that's that's somehow a bigger conspiracy than just a murder? No, not a bigger conspiracy, but it changes, uh, I guess it, it changes the legalities because if, especially if we're not friendly with Marche Noir, uh, then we might not have like an extradition treaty or anything like that. But you can still charge. Yeah, absolutely. In absentia, whoever, well, whoever yeah. you, you think is the suspect. Even in Australia, um, if you, let's say, you know, murder, assault, Blah 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 blah. All have X penalties on them. If you commit any of those crimes against a police officer, though, it's actually a higher charge rate. So let's now, say I think that's absolutely bullshit. I think it's to kind of deter people from stabbing police in the throat when receiving a truck ticket. Well, should you be deterring yeah. people from stabbing in general? Stabbing. <laughs> that's the cops. That, that's what the cops doing. Anybody else? Yeah. But no. Yeah. They. You get charged at a higher rate. There's a specific ex, like other crime. So it's instead of assault, it's assault on a police officer. Yeah. I think that's stupid. I think it makes sense. To have, no. To have two charges for the same no, crime. It's one higher charge. So they don't charge you for assault. They charge you for assault on a police officer. No, I understand that, but yeah. it's indistinguishable. 
you know, if they were out of uniform, that would be indistinguishable from I, any other assault. I think that obviously they, they work it out in court, but I believe it was like they had to be active on duty and you have to know they're a cop. If I just go punch some guy in the head, it turns out he was a cop. Yeah. I don't think I get charged any different to common assault in that case. But if I knew he was a cop and it was could be shown that I punched him because he was a cop, yeah. then it would be charged differently. But that's what I'm asking. Yeah. Why is it a different crime? Option number three. Leader, whispers Louis Nimoy, head of the Secret Service. No one's suggesting we let Marche Noir get away with murder, but it occurs to me that we have a one-off opportunity to strike at one of the thorns in our own rump. Consider Dan Couch, St. Australia's most troublesome emigrant and muckraking filmmaker, who has stirred <laughs> anti-Australian sentiment with his films Bread and Circuses and The Storm That Shakes the Amaranth. He's hiding over there in Marche Noir, making his incendiary drivel. My operatives can go and uh, he slashes his finger across his throat. <laughs> Point at their throat. Yes, give him a nice neck tattoo. Uh, yes, I will run my hand across his throat. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see why the death of a Marche Noirian malcontent in Zane Australia is impetus to go and kill a Zane Australian malcontent in it's Marche Noir. A tenuous connection, that's right. <laughs> I love that all of your options are terrible right now. I hope number four really brings it home for you because this is a, this is, so far, my option number two of she stabbed herself by accident is, a, is the best of the three. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Probably because at least no one is being ridiculously punished for it. Correct. Huge conflict of interest, though. Yeah, oh, and all, and all and of them. <laughs> uh, option number four: You're really overthinking how Miss Lucan came to be stabbed forty-two times. Sabina Trudeau clucks her tongue while corking the barrels of my guard's guns. It happened because someone had a knife. Why did someone have a knife? Because people sell knives. Do you see where I'm going? Ban merchants. Ban knives. <laughs> and your whole problem goes away. Ruminating, she tosses a precariously hanging Picasso into the bin and replaces it with a poster reading, safety is fun. <laughs> oh, best ban forks too. Someone will put an eye out one day. Oh my God, I'm going to get what I want. Zane's going to pick option two because it harms the least amount of people and isn't banning cutlery for no reason. <sighs> but it does open the door. They all to, open terrible doors. That's exactly right. To, to uh, sweeping under the rug any kind of uh, espionage or, or diplomatic misdealing. Yeah, so let me do some groundwork here. First contact was made. Yes. And I established a science park to deal with the technological and sociological impacts of this new crisis that has hit the world. Oh, yes. Then my politicians went crazy and I had to replace them. Now- Now there has been a murder. And I'm trying to maintain international peace. Okay. As much as I can. So I really don't want to put on a trade embargo because I don't think that that is without knowing beyond any semblance of a doubt that it was the Marshmarian government. I think a trade embargo is ridiculous. Can I also speak as to why it's bad? It shows weakness to the aliens. We need to be look, look like, you know, show some solidarity, show them that we are forced to be reckoned with. If you're having little internal squabbles, they're going to be like, oh, look at this shitty planet. Can't even, can't even shake each other's hands. 
Maybe they can't come to us to the World Planet Assembly anymore because they're dicks. Maybe they're looking for the strongest warlord. Or maybe they're looking to invite us to a big party, but they don't want to have dickheads. <laughs> maybe it's the world's end, the movie. <laughs> Not the pirates one. The second one wants me to cover it up, the end. For the greater good. As it, cover as it, it up for my own profit. Cover up, cover up the murder or cover up the fact that it had Marshnoirian involvement? Basically, the, the government's position would be that she accidentally died. Right. By falling on her knife 42 times. <laughs> Number so three. It would, it would not let the murder be investigated at all. That, that's what I'm assuming. Okay. It's yeah. declaring that it one done. does. Yeah. Uh, How many other accidents will befall? Exactly right. Zane Australian citizens. Option that's why that one three is incredibly is assassinate someone who's pissing me off or at least my government off. And that's something I want to totally avoid because it's always been the same Australian way to encourage people to question the government. But so far that directly uh, harms one person and their family. Person. Only one person. Yeah. Number four is ban all knives and forks. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I like the idea that we're like human life on one hand, Oh, chopsticks on the other hand. Look, That's it ridiculous. It won't, be long, it won't be long before Mao Zedong over here, uh, you know, can only afford to feed everybody with rice and they'll need chopsticks for that anyway. <laughs> Same. So I think my two. only option here, my only option in this entire thing is to just dismiss the whole thing. Absolutely. Because that's the only way that the murder gets investigated in the way that it normally would. Because at the moment, this is just a knee-jerk reaction. Hypothetically, it's very boring, though. It's boring. I admit that. But this, this they've basically given me four options that none of them are suitable for Zane Australia. And I don't want any of these people to have a precedent <laughs> of influencing Zane Australian policy. Hypothetically, I'm not going to, but if you were vetoed from taking the dismissal, mm-hmm. of those four, which one would you have gone with? I would be probably the embargo. Oh, that's fine. It's just because that's that's only economical and political. And if it turns out that they weren't involved, we can always revoke it. Um, Whereas killing someone is definitely permanent Um, and covering up a murder is also, um, well, letting a murderer go undiscovered. Yep. So um, if there is no veto, said America, world America, whatever you want to be called. <laughs> uh, the people have demanded uh, we were called world America. I told them, come on, guys, it's fine. But they, they, they asked for it. Your people or my people? The people of the world America. It's incredible. I've only ever met one world American. No, no, we're everywhere. <laughs> you could say we're all over the world, America. <laughs> is there a veto? <laughs> Well, no. Okay. I said there wasn't it, but the first time. Okay, I'm dismissing the issue. Oh, no, I was going to veto you. No, sorry. Too late. It's dismissed. Um, well, I, I think will- I and I would very, very sternly dress down all of those individuals <laughs> and send them away and say, let the police do their what job. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. All right, who has another issue? Um, I'll go because my issue also ties into the same nation with a the theme going. Well, I, I just want to say I want to demonstrate to the people of Zane Australia and the world that law and order still exist, regardless of whether there are aliens coming. Expats plea for help in war-torn country. Oh, oh. Get rid of them. 
I think I had this very issue. Oh, maybe. Just just from the title. What do you mean yeah. get rid of them? They're already gone. <laughs> Keep them away. Cut them off. <laughs> Cut them off the government teat. Thousands of migrant citizens and expatriated citizens of Sub-America have asked the government to take them home from March Noir, a faraway country on the brink of a terror. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Terrible and violent civil war. There are three options here. I'm, I'm really like, oh yeah, come home. Like, if you don't want to be there, <laughs> is that an option? I can tell you what they're going to be. <laughs> bring them home. Kill don't them. bring them home. Yeah, I reckon bring them home. Yep, probably. Uh, another one is going to be do not under any circumstances let them back in. They made their own bed and, and yep. they're done. And I think the compromise was to that, which which I exercised when I had this issue, was to let them come back if they wanted to, but they would not receive any further pensions or any other financial aid. Okay. Well, let's let's yeah. see because one of those sounds fun. <laughs> We must coordinate with the government of March Noir in order to secure our absentee voters, <clears throat> citizens who are in their country, says Dave Sharp, your Minister of Foreign Affairs. We must also create an emergency fund to assist our expats and help bring them back to world's America. No matter where any of our people are, they're still ours and our responsibility. Now, when somebody is an expatriate when they move out of the country, does their government maintain any responsibility for their well-being? do you think? My grandfather still receives his military pension from his time in the Navy. Yeah, but that's because he served and that was the agreement under which he served. I think from from Zane Australia, we pay you to leave. Right. Like we will buy your airfares, we will send you away, and that's kind of the end of that. But- Anyone who wants to come back, we will welcome, including where you basically become a foreign citizen and then, but any foreign citizen that wants to come into Zane Australia can. So I, I wouldn't treat them differently to anyone else in Zane Australia. Well, that's where I'm coming from with mine anyway, because we've touched on the whole refugee issue before and we have an open door policy as well. So for me not to offer these people that would be to offer them less than random people that were never from World America. Yeah, but they voluntarily left. Yeah, it's not. I'm not offended. You go live wherever you want, buddy. But they're still my citizens. How my people? Because they are. What if, if, what, they, if, what if they, they all wrote you a very, very, very <laughs> obscene letter before they left? If I it's, was offended enough and saw it, no. But honestly, if they they could be from they could all be from fricking country X, Y, or Z, it's and if they asked, I'd let them in. It's different when they're tourists and they're just temporarily out of the country on business or you know visiting some other place, but their intention is to come back because they want to continue paying taxes here. But when they're expatriates, they say, they wave goodbye, they say, thank you very much for everything you've given us. I'm going to go get a better deal somebody else. Yeah, it's fine. But I'm just saying, if this, uh, these are people from completely different nations that were never a part of world America, 
And if they are in in a crisis and they asked, can we come stay here? So I would let them they in. They claim they claim they're in a crisis. Like, Anybody can claim they're in a crisis. But like this, this I've got a crisis in front of me that I know is a, if, if a fact is a crisis. No, they're saying if any, I don't want to be here while this civil war is going on. Please, said America, yeah. World America, if any, pay for my ticket out of here. If any March Noirians wanted to leave and come here as well, I'd also let them. Like I'm. Everyone come on in. It's a party. How? It's how a party with you, no internet. How could you sustain how that? How did I find out? I'll put them to work in my labor camps. No, your, just- job, your job as the government mm. is to preserve the way of life, the, 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 the culture, the expectations mm. of all the citizens that you currently have. It's not to shower potential citizens with gifts at the expense of the By old. letting them in. I've got two more, two more options here. All right. Two more ridiculous options I will be ignoring. That's rubbish, objects Julia Barnes, your Minister of Finance. Why waste hundreds of thousands of big dollars in bringing back those expatriated citizens to world America? They chose to leave our great country. They're no longer our concern. They should have stayed here and been an asset to our workforce. Help us grow strong. No, they've had their chance. You reap what you sow. We should cut any financial assistance we give to those traitors. So she's actually saying, not just don't let them back, but if we were ever giving them any pension or anything to also discontinue. Cut it off. Yeah. Which is absolutely out of, out of option because now they're, they're literally in a time of war. I'm not going to give them less benefits. That is, no, that's, that's absolutely wrong. Less benefits, less benefits. <laughs> Option three. That's a good point, says Newt Grant, your Minister of Civics. Our people are the generators of the economy. The repats should, sorry, expats should only be allowed to come back. So, yes, only be able to come back, but only if they stay. If we keep letting our citizens emigrate, then we're losing our doctors, our teachers, our skilled and our unskilled workforce to damn foreigners. Close the borders to those wanting to leave our nation. If they can't see how wonderful World America is, then we'll make them. Yeah, now nah, I'm also hard pass on hard pass on the closing my borders off. This this is a country. It's not a bear trap. <laughs> you can go. You can leave. Um, those are my options. Hey, 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 Andy. What does World America have in common with a bear trap? They're both buried. They both have no internet. Oh, <laughs> this is true. And <laughs> they both hate bears. I'm terrified of bears. <laughs> um, unless we're getting any vetoes, I'm pretty. Ah, oh, sorry. I thought I accidentally selected one while saying that, but I didn't. Unless there are any vetoes, this is an easy one for me. I'm not cutting their benefits and I'm not locking up everyone Zane's here. Australia's not going to veto you. This is the same Australian option that you're taking. Yeah. Um, Why aren't you cutting their benefits? Because they're literally in a time of war. The option wasn't just to let them be because they're there. It was actually to take away from them in a time of crisis, which is ridiculous. Okay. So I'm selecting option one. (laughs) The nation has welcomed back its expats with open arms. Accountants in demand as taxation code grows more complex. Auto industry hits speed bump. School fate, huge success. World America cleverly exploits natural resources. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Tourism up 5%. Welfare up 4%. 
And then 1% for niceness, taxation, and safety. We're so nice. Being this nice actually only bumped us up 1% because we're very nice people. Mm. Gambling down 11%. Charmlessness down 7 And then black market crime and freedom from taxation down 2 And then it patters off once again. Well, congratulations. These are all shining results. Perhaps- you could learn from this love that I give my people. No. And you can see good results like this too. No. I, I, I don't think anybody should be prevented from leaving their country. Good. Right. I also don't think that your country has any responsibility over you once you leave. If you say goodbye, I'm closing this door, then the government has absolutely no no responsibility to to help you out in the future. Even if you plea help I made a terrible mistake. I'm in this war-torn country. I need to get out of here. Sorry. You can come back if you can buy your own ticket. To back what I was saying to Zane before, that we have to show solidarity in times of crisis, like when the aliens are above us, I just showed them that world America, that this planet works in unison and we don't leave our own people behind. You can so do I've that, s- but, but, it, but with the exact same example, I could see the other side of it and spin it in such a way that you're being taken advantage of by people who were quite happy to take a better deal at the time, and now they're getting all the protection that they weren't paying for while they were expatriates. I'm just showing human-wide solidarity. That's that's the theme for tonight. Decisions have consequences, Seb. Many, many consequences. Most supreme magnificent overlord, don't tear down this wall. Oh, no. What wall? Plans to demolish a disused widget foundry in Andropolia City have met unexpected controversy. Works by Pranksy, the famous graffiti artist, mm. have been discovered on its walls. Pranksy. I'm, of course, tying this into the first contact uh, by G- gypsy curse. By saying that Pranksy is an alien? By saying that, no, there are elements of our society, cultural elements, that sometimes need to be preserved. Is um. Okay. I never saw the arrival, but I just assumed that they were speaking to aliens with pictures. Is that right? The arrival? The one with um, Hawkeye and Lois Lane. I've forgotten both oh. Jeremy Renner and Amy Adams. Yeah, no, the, the arrival. Yeah. yeah, no, they were talking with language. With like pictures or like circle, half like circle things. Point is yeah, that, that's, that's alien writing. No, 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 it's, it's paintings. I think Pranksy <laughs> could be our interpreter if, if you don't get him offside. Otherwise, he might paint them a picture that says- I haven't seen this clear. movie, but this is what it's about. <laughs> and I know you've seen it, but I think I've got a better idea. So, uh, maybe. yeah. Well, is maybe it, Pranksy is a linguist in disguise. In Close Encounter, they speak to the aliens with lights. This is, we're speaking to them with spray sound. paint. Music, more importantly. And ma, flashing ma, bulbs. Ma, yeah, ma. Both. Both things are good. This looks to be a previously unknown work from his early puke green stick figures phase, proclaims popular art lover and broadcaster Melvin Blogg. The building must be preserved in its entirety so that these masterpieces can still be seen in their rightful context. I don't think that's the right option. Mm. Mm. Spending, spending public funds to preserve a building that was you know, bought legitimately by somebody else and being torn yeah. down to develop. Let I don't them think- preserve it and sell tickets. More importantly, I don't think they should be stopped from developing their property. Yeah. Right? There should be a better option. I am hopeful. 
Graffiti? Bah! exclaims Mayor Elsa Gaza. This is just vandalism, and so-called artists should be forced to clean it up. My cousin is in charge of the site, and I've been <laughs> and I've given ourselves planning permission, so let's go ahead with demolition. Economic progress can't be held up by a few wall doodles. Well, that's uh, that's the Andropolian option. But I also think it's wrong. That's not your building. It's not my building, but Pranksy has a sort of cultural... Yeah, but you've uh, also abolished uh, intellectual property law. Yes, I have. Yeah, so really he hasn't got a leg to stand on. No, no, he doesn't Point of order. Andrew's an alien. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a right to the to the uh, to the paintings. They, you know, they're on somebody else's wall, yeah. so they can do with that wall whatever they like. Right? It's not Pranksy's wall, but Pranksy is in the hearts and minds of everybody. Everybody knows who he is. So I don't and, even need a wall. And the work of art, I don't know. It could bring us together in a way that you know is important for Andropolians as they die in their hospital beds. Is there another option? At 35. There is a third yeah, option. hospital beds. Ha. Ah. Yeah, that's the funny part. <laughs> <laughs> it's really a gutter. <laughs> Let's compromise, suggests Charles Sour Cheese, a modern art collector. Why not just remove the sections of the wall that bear Pranksy's works to a suitable museum, such as mine, and then let the rest of the old building be demolished? I'd appreciate that greatly, and you do know I'm one of your party's most public supporters, don't you? <laughs> Why did no one just move the wall? Well, well that's, that's exactly what he's proposing. Oh, was he? Sorry, I wasn't yeah. listening. No, the, of course you Okay, weren't. no. So the logical thing would be the person who owns the building to take the wall, sell it to this person who wants the wall, yep. right, so. demolish the building. But no, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's either no. one or the other. But no, the, I um, must demolish it. Mayor El- Elsa, Elsa Gaza. Who's the, in the, the Bible story, they take the baby King up. Solomon. Can you King Solomon this? And because they've bothered you with such a trivial thing, destroy the wall. <laughs> Teach you all a lesson for you not knowing how to take a wall out and you not knowing how to buy a wall from a man. <laughs> Now, I, I maintain in the real world that that would, of course, yes. happen yeah. and anybody would be stupid not to do that. They would just be petty and awful and they would uh, get all the negative negative press associated. So you're, with you're going to enforce destroying. that? You're going to do that? I do want to go with option three. It is a bit cronyist. A little bit, but it's also for a very well-known... Yeah, public figure showing I don't think- weakness in front of the three the three fingered freaks upstairs. Not weakness. Oh, I I never. Not weakness. I'm showing I'm showing a dedication to preservation of important cultural. Mm, works. They will exploit this weakness when they destroy you and your people. <laughs> they have they have seven fingers. Quite possibly on each hand or seven total, like in four. Seven on fingers on each of three hands. <laughs> I was hoping for a three and a four. <laughs> they the point were, they're not symmetrical. <laughs> the point is, unfortunately, I'm not able to convince these people that they should just sell the wall mm. and not get the government involved. Yeah. But this way they get the whole property to develop. This guy gets his his wall for the museum. Everybody wins at the small expense of the taxpayer, which I think in this case would be supported. I see. I'd, so as soon as aliens are involved, no, 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 no. the taxpayer can pay for it. Absent the aliens, I would still have gone with that option yeah. because I think that's exactly what people – I mean, the fact that they came out to protest to not demolish it, yeah. I think yeah, there yeah. would be support for preserving it with public funds. So unless there is a veto coming, 
That's right, you guys keep, I feel like you guys have like a union, so you both keep looking at me for videos. I'm like, I don't care, whatever. We could have an alliance, Seb, but you never come to the meetings. I don't need an alliance. I'm just going to make the right choices and you can all learn by my example. Well, yeah. well, world and America. Have any internet. It's fine. <laughs> it means I can't read the unhappy blogs about me. That's why you don't know anything about the aliens. Them and their five heads. <laughs> Government theft from poor artists to give rich allies has been dubbed the reverse Robin Hood policy. <laughs> of course. Yeah, it, 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 that, that was the downfall of that option is that you're yeah. playing cronyism. But he was a graffiti artist. What do you think was going to happen? Probably that would get knocked down. Yeah. yeah, or painted over or something. Yeah, like that's exactly right. Temporary by design. Yeah. I mean, hell, even taking a photograph of it and displaying that yeah. would have been... Would have been fine. Wait, well, wasn't wasn't it Banksy that sold a piece of art and then the shredder installed in the in the frame? Yeah, as it was it? after like the hammer went and it was like sold to this person. It yeah. <gasps> really? Yeah. yeah. But the person who bought it was like, I think it's worth more money now. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty happy with it. Also, it, it failed halfway through, so it was only half <laughs> shredded yeah. and half still in there. But the fact that it was their, their yeah, picture yeah. was now part of a publicity stunt. <laughs> like, yeah, awesome. Brilliant. The Antropolis Sentinel reports wages rise wage rises put spring in step money in pocket. Comedy, drama, rule box office as action flicks fail. That's good if people are laughing more and crying more and wanting to kill each other less. <laughs> this is a this That's is a, what you're always going for in Antropolia. It's a positive step. A grandparents rarer, more appreciated. That's not so good. And latest economic data shows surge in manufacturing. So corruption, unsurprisingly, up 8%. Mm. Culture, up 2 And manufacturing, up half a percent. As far as the downtrends are concerned, not a lot changed. Lifespan has decreased by half a percent. I'm sad to report that's down to 47 and a half years. Mm. Weather is down 1%. And safety, down 2%. I'm not sure why safety would have taken a hit in all of that, but- Maybe there are some yeah, poor artists trying to preserve their works from from uh, procurement by, by the government officials, yeah, and yeah. they're just getting in the way. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I guess I from that, those results, I, I guess that at least the game thinks that corruption and cronyism is already pretty high in Andropolia. Is that the case? That's probably the case. Although I'm trying to get rid of laws. Yeah. Anyway, that's us for this week. So. I think the aliens will be happy. Yeah, probably. At least they know they can buy us <laughs> off. <laughs> um, you can find us online on Facebook and on Twitter, or you can find us at a home in the web. That's not canon.com forward slash new old order. Uh, so we will be back next week with next another week. set of issues. Sorry. And then the week after will be our 100th issue and the end of this season. Can you believe we're nearly there? A hundred episodes. I can't believe we've been doing this for almost two years. Right? Honestly, if every time my wife asks me like about the show, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I've only been going for like half a year. Well, I am bad with time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly one to four bad with time. Uh, so I have been Zane C. Weber, Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, twirling forever towards an increasingly populated future. I am your number one contender and your man with the automatic rematch clause, Sebastian of the United States of World America. Fight for your dreams and your dreams will fight for you, planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
And I have been Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all, carte blanche, sans plume. Till next time, gentlemen. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.